What's up, guys? Coach Greg here. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Buckbill Podcast. Uh, this week, we are diving into our April programming focus. So, as always, with our programming focus, we're going to go through our class focus first, um, class um, programming here at CrossFit Ariac, and then we will go into our Buckbill athletes and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So in March, we saw we finished up the Open, obviously, was the big thing for all of us. Um, whether you're a class athlete, a buckbuild athlete, um, you're an accessory client, or somewhere in between, or you kind of want to learn a little bit more about, hey, what are the things I need to be doing to get better at the Open, if that's something you're interested in, or hey, what are the skills in CrossFit that are um, we don't necessarily get touches on during class, take that time, make that appointment with a coach um, next week. I will be making appointments for anybody who has time or is interested in that, um, just to sit down, talk through your open, see what went well, see what didn't go so well, and just really find, hey, what are some things you could be doing to improve that? Um, I think for the most part, most of us have you know the same things over and over again year to year. So taking the time with your coach to see, hey, realistically, we know you want to do a pull-up, but wanting to do a pull-up isn't enough. What is the accessory work or the time before and after class you're putting into the pull-up going to do to get you there? Because just seeing the pull-up once a week in class and doing your normal scaling, even if you're progressing your scaling um, in a smart, logical way and doing it well, it's probably not the amount of volume you necessarily need to really bring up that skill. Um, To perfect these skills, you need to get a lot of touches on them. So that's where working with a coach and making that jump to accessory programming um, or even just getting some ideas that you can work on on your own um, will really be beneficial. Um, so again, open, everything went well. I had a great time in the open. I hope you guys did too. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but I do love the open every year. Um, I think everybody did great. I think we saw a lot of firsts. Um, you know, deadlifting weights, we don't deadlift usually. We saw a lot of people getting their first pull-up or their first chest-to-bar. I think overall, uh, the gym as a whole has a very good level of fitness this year going into the Open. Um, usually in the past, we've skewed as a more of a quote-unquote heavy lifting gym. And I think we found a good middle ground between, hey, we can still move that heavy lifts, but we also now have that fitness to back that up. So I really liked seeing where everyone finished this year on the leaderboard. Um, really good job, guys, because, again, we, we compete in the sport of fitness, not the sport of heavy lifts. Um, while it's cool to lift heavy, um, we do want to focus on that fitness first and foremost. Um, so, yeah, I was really happy with all that. Um, also, in March, we saw we finished up our five rep max cycle. Hopefully, everybody hit those good PRs. Um, if you didn't PR, it's not a big deal. You cannot PR every time we do a lifting cycle. It is what it is, especially if you're two, three, four, five, some of us seven, eight years into CrossFit, you are not going to PR every time we do a lifting cycle. Just the reality of the game. Um, once you start getting to those higher end numbers and those higher end percentages for yourself, more focused work is necessary to really move the needle. Again, similar to those open skills, if you want to get a high-level skill, a lot of focused work is needed. So the sport of CrossFit or the fitness methodology of CrossFit is being a generalist, right? So we want to be pretty good at everything, but not necessarily incredibly good at one thing. So 
our programming and our focus is to be good at our gymnastics movements, to be good at our weightlifting movement, to be good at our conditioning movements, all in all, balancing out as a nice, well-balanced athlete. <clears throat> so again, as you progress in your fitness career, as the needle moves higher and higher, so as you become stronger or as you become more fit to move that needle more, you have to focus more into those areas, which can detract from some of the other areas, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's just kind of the game you have to play with a lot of our higher level athletes. We see maybe they go on a strength cycle for a while, then they go on a conditioning cycle for a while, then they go on a gymnastic cycle for a while. And that's okay. And that's a great way to do it. But just keep in mind, you do have to pull from the other buckets when you focus on one thing. So we'll continue to program the way we are. Again, if you haven't hit that new five rep max, you didn't PR, don't stress about it. You always have another cycle coming. It's not a big deal. If you did PR, great. I hope you did because um, it feels great. Um, after we tied up our five rep max, we kind of had what we called a deload month. Focusing on our strict gymnastics um, around the toes, the bar, and the pull-up, and kind of some of that unusual strength. Um, we called it low-pressure strength as well um, before getting into our next cycle. We saw touches on some lifts we're going to see in our next cycle. Um, the idea behind that was let's get used to these movements before putting them into a true progression. So you just get some touches without having to be ride or die on what are my percentages or what are my tempos that we're going to be seeing uh, going forward. We are starting phase two of our programming cycle for the year. So in phase two, what we're focusing on is pacing workouts. Um, pacing workouts is very um, important now post-open. Some of us probably saw we either overpaced or underpaced a lot of workouts. Um, so being mindful of how fast can I push, what are the consistent amount of reps of a certain movement and a certain weight I can do without having to break it up or being able to continue to move through a workout. Um, I like to call that your 80% level um, for certain movements and combinations of movements. So for example, we have a pairing of pull-ups and thrusters. You know, maybe we know that I can do five thrusters and five pull-ups um, essentially infinitely until I basically have to stop. Um, when I start seeing like seven and seven, all right, maybe that's when I need to break it up a little bit more. I need to go four, three, four, three, or maybe we see tens and I'm deciding, okay, I know I can do my tens unbroken on my thrusters, but I have to go five and five on my pull-ups. So being able to pace appropriately and essentially game plan workouts, um, will get more out of your fitness and allow you to push in ways you maybe aren't pushing currently. Um, going into pacing, we're going to see a lot of interval style um, interval style workouts in this next phase. So we saw one recently uh, last week where we were doing, it was on the bike and front squats. So the front squat weight was going up as, or sorry, the weight wasn't going up. The pacing was different round to round because we started with the very long bike and then we had the big rep, our big sets of front squats. And then we had a rest. Then we had two sets of a moderate bike and a moderate number of front squats. Then we saw the four sets with the short bike and the short number of front squats. So even though roughly our repetitions were kind of the same, the goal was <clears throat> even though it's a very different feel, we should be able to move through those workouts when paced appropriately at about the same uh, pacing. That one was a little bit different because the last, um, the last section was more of a push 
trying to get us to really kind of empty the tank. But for example, the first two were very similar. Um, I personally finished both pieces in 454 on the dot for both of them. So again, when we have our pacing down, we understand where we can push on the bar or on the bike or in our gymnastic movements, that pacing should start to make sense versus all right, I'm just throwing myself at this thing. As I start to die, we'll just see what happens. That's not how we want to go into our conditioning pieces. We want to go in with a plan of sustainable pace that will allow us to finish the workouts. Um, so yeah, that's the big thing for phase two is our pacing interval styles. For our strength, we're going to start a nine-week strength cycle here. With this strength cycle, we're going to focus on a three-rep test to start the cycle, and then we're going to work tempo. Tempo movements specifically uh, focused around the deadlift, the bench press, and the front squat. So we saw a little bit of that last week. Um, specifically, we saw the front squat at tempo. Again, the idea prior to our three rep test is just to get you guys touches on those bars. Um, so we're feeling out those movements um, in a low pressure situation before actually throwing it into a real strength cycle where we feel a little bit more pressure to hit our percentages or hit our weights and kind of push those weights to week to week. We're also going to see push jerk progressions. Um, these will not be tempo in nature, but just getting you some more touches around the push jerk, which we've seen the last couple weeks, um, specifically becoming more comfortable with the push press into the push jerk. What's the difference between the push press and push jerk? And how can we refine the push jerk both in our strength and in our Metcom pieces? Um, today we have a cool little piece focused around um, the transition from the power clean into the push jerk or the push press and how we can cut out that middle section of the stand and then the redip prior to um, or just to string those reps together more quickly um, so keep in mind we will be working that push jerk again in this progression or in this nine week strength cycle won't be tempo just because it's a little difficult to tempo push jerks um, it doesn't really make sense to tempo them over a nine week period um, again, goal with this overall is to build strength through our end ranges of motion. So end ranges of motion is going to be the bottom of your squat and then the top of your press, etc., um, or the bottom of the deadlift, top of the deadlift, and being able to control it through space so that we hit those muscles that maybe we're lacking. Um, if you tend to collapse in the squat or you tend to lose control of the deadlift as you come to the floor and we end up with an unneutral spine, this will help with all of that. We're also going to continue once a week gymnastic work, specifically um, focusing around complexes on the bar. So both in pull up and toes to bar fashion. Um, complexes similar to what we see in our Olympic style lifting, where maybe we see like today, a deadlift, hang power clean, shoulder to overhead. Maybe we're going to see two kip swings, two pull ups, one chest to bar something along those lines where we're working on body control and moving the body through space more of a technical skill aspect of our gymnastics versus all right i'm just going to throw my body at the bar and see what happens with the chest to bar being able to slow the movements down and break them down into these small pieces just like our weightlifting allows us to work on certain aspects of the movement um, in its smaller segmented pieces. So again, same approach there um, as we see in our weightlifting, but now on the gymnastics side. So that'll be interesting. 
Um, for those of us who have the goal of improving our toes to bar or our pull-ups or getting our first toes to bar or our first pull-up, those are the classes you definitely don't want to miss. Um, I've said it for years. We see it a lot of times when we have those skill days versus the lifting days. That's usually the day where we're like, oh, I don't really feel like going to the gym today. Oh, it's a skill day. I can, I can afford to skip because we don't see our normal weightlifting, which is what everybody really loves to do. So make sure you're not skipping those days and uh, you're getting in to get your skill practice in around your gymnastics. It's the only way you're going to get better at those movements. That wraps up what we're going to see for class athletes uh, going into April. Again, if you are someone who competed in the Open or you just have some goals you want to set going into the new year, I will be sending out an email this week to start scheduling those meetings. Um, or if you have time, flag me down and just ask, hey, coach, when do you have time next week? And I'd be happy to find some time for you. Basically, very, um, very informal meeting. We're looking 15 to 20 minutes. Just talk through what's on your mind for your fitness and kind of where you want to go going forward. Hopefully, we can give you some ideas and help you really hone in on those goals. All right. And next up, we have our buck build athletes. So those of us who tend to be more on the buck belt side, we're doing a little bit more volume, maybe potentially a little bit more sports specific. So for those of us who aren't aware of what the, the differences are, that's really it. Um, some of us just do a little bit more volume or fits our schedule a little bit better to go outside of class. Um, and we can focus in on specific things that athlete wants to work on a little bit more so than the general programming of the class. So Buckbilt, big thing for us is going to be taking a look at the Open. Unfortunately for the Open, we didn't get what I would consider to be a very well-rounded test of fitness, um, which is probably going to impact our training plans going forward. For those of us who are in Buckbilt or who are Buckbilt athletes who have eyes to improve their Open or to make quarterfinals, that might be looking a little bit different going into the next year. Previously, we did need to have a little bit more high-level um, skill-based movement. So, for example, we've seen pistols in the open in the past, ring and bar muscle-ups. Um, we've seen handstand walks. Um, I don't think we're going to be seeing that too much going forward. I don't necessarily think that's a negative thing or, a, or a, a bad change. I think it makes the open more accessible to everybody. But that being said, you might be getting points, so to speak, on your skill movements where you might now not be able to make that up because of where your capacity lacks. Essentially, the open now is a pure capacity test, right? You did need to be able to do some muscle-ups this year, um, but other than that, there was nothing high skill in this um, in this year's open, and there are going to be and have been people who made it on the quarterfinals who cannot do a bar muscle-up. So, if that trend continues, first and foremost, the Open is about your cardio. So if you would like to make it past the Open and get to quarterfinals, if that's a goal one day, you need to be pouring in a lot of focus onto those cardio pieces. Um, I know the way we program, everybody really likes to do our weightlifting. That's the fun part. And then, you know, we'll see what's left in the tank for our cardio sometimes. Or, hey, I'm real beat up from all my weightlifting I just did, so I'm going to kind of limp through my cardio. Don't do that. Focus in on that cardio. Make sure you're hitting it with 
really good quality and you're pushing yourself because that's what we see in the open. You have to be able to push that quality cardio and keep the body moving over those extended periods of time. Um, most of us for Buckbill have already done our goals meetings. If you haven't done your goal meeting yet, um, just shoot me a text message or respond to my email and we can set that up. Um, but yeah, we also have some athletes who are competing in quarterfinals. We had Coach Colin compete in quarterfinals this week, which was super cool to see. Um, he did great coming back post-injury. Um, I know he's a little bit frustrated with uh, maybe potentially where he placed, but overall, um, I'm very happy with how he did. And we're excited to see our age group qualifier athletes. So we have Jenny, uh, Stephanie, and Jesse, who will be competing in that towards the end of April. So stay tuned for that as well. I'm excited to see what those guys can do and see uh, what different workouts we get for the age group versus the quarterfinals uh, because we do see a very different equipment list from quarterfinals for the individuals and quarterfinals for the age group. So I'm excited to see what they come out with. Uh, CrossFit caught a lot of flack last year around the fact that they didn't really change the workouts from individual to uh, masters. So I'm glad that they took that advice. And it looks like at least on the surface, they will be changing them, which I think is smart and makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the wrap from what we're doing in terms of uh, March. Let's get into what April will be looking like. So for April, we want to continue our great push into our GPP. For those of us who aren't familiar with the term GPP, it just means general physical preparedness. So our CrossFit, right? We're going to keep our CrossFit push strong to make sure that we are not losing too much on the fitness and the cardio side while we focus in on finishing our Olympic lifting cycle. So current Olympic lifting cycle, we're seeing a lot of pull work. Um, most of us did PR or were close to PRing our overhead squat on our last cycle. So now we're basically trying to utilize that overhead squat. Now that we have that good overhead position and we can get that heavy weight out of the bottom of the hole, we're going to focus on being able now to pull the bar over our head. So we're seeing a lot of pulls, a lot of powers, um, and just, again, focusing in on the pull aspect of the snatch and the clean so that we can utilize that squat that we have built up. So as we continue that cycle, we're going to see a build to about that 90 to 95% mark for both the snatch and the clean and jerk. And then from there, we'll have a deload week, and then we will have a retest for both the full snatch and the full clean and jerk. Um, that will be wrapping up week eight. Right around the 18th of April or that week will be our retest week. So kind of mark your calendars for that um, if you like to lift heavy. Um, outside of that, we're also going to see some additional strength and focus work in the Olympic lifts around the front squat and the split jerk. Um, most of us are pretty proficient at our push jerk. Um, we saw last week if we tested both the push jerk and the split jerk, many of us are pretty close in both, uh, which isn't a terrible thing because a lot of times with CrossFit, we do see the push jerk a ton, uh, being able to do reps quickly. Um, whether they're heavy or light for lots of repetitions is important in the sport of fitness. So the push jerk, I would say, is the more important lift of the two. But we still want to keep pushing that upper limit with the split jerk for when that is tested. Um, we do see, you know, one rep max jerks or um, in the quarterfinals, we saw the one rep max overhead squat, which is 
can be jerk dependent, right? If we if we have a really solid jerk to get the bar overhead, makes our life a lot easier going into the overhead squat. So we will keep pushing that up as well. Um, the other thing that we are going to be focusing on going into April outside of our GPP is specifically barbell cycling, and we'll be having a barbell cycling workout at least once a week. Um, that could be anything from uh, cycling deadlifts, cycling power cleans, cycling snatches, um, and just focusing on being able to keep the hands on the bar and keep the bar moving for large sets of repetitions. Um, everything is going to be kind of moderate to high intensity uh, pace-wise, and the idea here, again, is to sustain the engine while we work. Um, we saw most of us have the capability um, to do the movements for the open. So obviously our wall walks, our dumbbell snatches, our box jump overs, our deadlifts, our burpees, um, you know, our thrusters and our pull-up variants. Um, we have the capacity there. Um to string some repetitions together. So now we're focusing on stringing more repetitions together and being able to sustain that high output over time. Um, Coach Colin and I touched base a little bit. Um, one of the big focuses we're gonna have uh, overall for Buck Bill, but specifically for his training as well, is really finding that sprint gear this year. Uh, most of us can find that low to moderate intensity and hold it, hold that pace for that you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, but being able to really find that sprint gear or that kind of red line, maybe we're at 90% for 10 to 15 minutes. Some of us are definitely lacking that. So basically we're trying to increase that pace we can hold for the amount of time we can hold it. Um, again, think if you look at more traditional training, sprint intervals, um, more of a moderate distance sprint interval. So, you know, 800 meter sprints, 400 meter sprints. We're doing really high intensity work. We recover until we feel 100%. Then we hit it again at that same intensity. Then the idea here is then we will slowly phase out rest. So our 400 meter runs where we're resting a large amount in between will then slowly start to go closer and closer. Then maybe we're running 800s. Then maybe we're running miles at that pace. It was previously our 400 meter pace, right? Generally kind of how programming works for running, if you're familiar with that uh, modality. So same concept, but now we're going to apply that to our CrossFit. So to make for some cool and interesting workouts where we're just really focusing on pushing that pace and then recovering between those bouts of exercise. Um, Overall, I think that kind of covers everything I want to talk about going into April um, for everybody. As always, if you have any questions about the programming, about anything going on in the gym, feel free. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can hit me up on my personal account uh, at BuckBuiltCoach. Otherwise, um, excited to get into another year of training, guys. Great work on the open, and uh, let's really dig in and really, really work those weaknesses going into this year versus just saying, yeah, I really want to work my weakness, coach, and then come June, July as that weather gets nice, we tend to let that stuff slide, right? So let's focus now, not wait till October when we know the open is right around the corner and it gets cold out. You know, Hold yourself accountable, and let's make, uh, let's make this stuff happen. Talk soon. I don't have time for the craziness, I don't have time for the laziness, I don't have time to be saying this, only have time for the greatest is be careful, boy, you don't know who you playing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the way.